The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Salma Mana. Salma, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. No, it is our absolute pleasure. So you are with Fairway Mortgage. Yes. And you're a mortgage lender. Correct. So tell me how you got started in the in the real estate uh, world. Um, my story is a little... Um, it's a little funny, um, something that you don't really expect often, or maybe you hear it. Um, I'll do a little spark note edition of it because it's a long story. Um, originally I was going to college for medical school. So originally I went to get my, um, my biology degree, which I did. I graduated with my bachelor's in biological sciences. Um, originally I was going to go to med school. I had met my now branch manager, um, eight years ago, and she had told me, like, I was like, can I please work for you? And she's like, no, I don't hire any part-time, because I was in college at the time. And you were just thinking, like, a job, right? A right, guy, a guy. job. And I was like, I had an office job, because I didn't want to mm. work retail. So I was like, can you please hire me? And then finally, after begging and begging, she's like, all right, you know, I need some help in the office. Can you just come in and do some days throughout the week? And I was like, yeah, no problem. So I go in and then, you know, day after day, they would assign me more tasks. And so I would make phone calls and stuff like that. And she passed by my desk one day and she goes, are you sure you want to go to med school? And I'm like, yeah. And she's just like, hmm, you're not supposed to be in med school. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I've worked my entire life <laughs> to do this. And you're telling me I'm not going to med school? And she's just like, I really think that you should go to sale and go into sales. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. There's absolutely no way. Well, you're just too good on the phone for you to be in med school. And then I will never forget that conversation. And long story short, I graduated I did the whole nine yards. I took my MCAT. I applied for schools. I almost got in, like, I got some interviews and I just never went. Wow. I went full time in the mortgage industry um, in 2016. And I worked just as part of her team for three years until I went on my own in 2019. Oh, wow. As a full-time loan officer. Well, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. So what's your, I mean, that's such a radical change, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you go your, your whole life and then one person. I mean, it shows you the impact that a single human being can have on the life of another, right? Insane. And, you know, I'm, I'm the only child, so it was a lot of disappointment <laughs> to my family at first. My mom cried. My dad was like, no so way. confused. Yeah, and, and I just feel like she came in at the, like, she was... She was, I would say, my, like, I would, I would call her my savior because at that point, like, I was so stuck in a, in a vision that I know, like, that I knew I didn't even build. Mm. I think it was more of like, you know, my family and what they expected of me and expectations in society and things like that. Sure. And I just, I'm so glad she came in when she did because I would hate to be three years in med school with all this. You know, with all these right. loans, and I don't even really love my job. Absolutely, absolutely. So, 
So t- tell me a little about that because that seems like it's more of a you know a common thing culturally, right? When hundred percent. So, so where, where where are your parents from? Where are you from uh, originally? So I was born in Egypt. I came here when I was six years old. Um, only child. Both my parents live here with me. Um, and a big cultural thing in my, in at least in my hometown is your attorneys mm-hmm. and your doctors. You know, lawyers, <laughs> doctors. That's just usually what right. you do. So since since birth, I think I was destined to be a doctor for my family, right, right? Right, right, right. And growing up being the only child, I mean, they're the only, like, I'm the only one they had. Yeah. So it was almost kind of like, all right, well, you know, all these expectations. And it, it, it it's really hard to break out of that, you know, that what you're grown up into, what you are expected to do. And so when I did, it was hard at first, but I think now if you ask my parents, I think they they'd say, "Wow, you know, we're we're pretty we're proud." <laughs> so I'm sure uh, hopefully, <laughs> I mean, still though, but that's a that's a big weight on you just to be like, "Hey, I made my mom cry." Yeah. Like like this is not something they wanted, and yeah, you, I mean, good for you. Kudos to you, Thank first you. of all, for doing that. So I guess you know, looking back or or even now, what do you love most about this that has kept you going and and you seem so happy in it? Yeah, you know, at first I thought that the only way you can help people is through medicine. To be a doctor, you know, that's always been a passion. I always want to help people. Um, And I think in my industry, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm just doing it in a different way. Um, And that's what I love the most about my job is my clients or, you know, my the families that I help, the families that come to me and they're like, you know, we we can't buy, we can't do this or we're getting kicked out because our landlord's selling the house or, you know, X, Y and Z. There are so many touching stories that like when I when I help them close on their loans, it's like they're almost like forever and forever grateful. And I'm like consistently, you know, they're consistently calling me, texting me and they're just like, you really changed my life. And that's really what I really want. I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to change people's life. And I mean, you're really doing it because like we talked about before, you know, we jumped on, on the microphones here that you know, real estate really is that starting point for a community. It's where it's where you live and you get to be such an integral part of that, that without you, I mean, no one just has, you know, several hundred thousands of dollars hanging around, you know, that we need, we need loans and we need mortgages. So, you know, obviously you get to be a part of that, but I guess beyond that, like, where do you see real estate playing a role in people's lives because you know it's, it's great in that moment right but you seem like that type of person that's very connected to to the people that you serve so i mean it's you know it's giving people a home where you know in different community like in a in a you know better community or like for their children to grow up and you know to go to a certain school or to have a bat i always hear i want a backyard for my children like you know we're expecting and we want space for our daughter or we have three kids and they have nowhere to play and like it's like almost like a big part of their life and when you're purchasing real estate you're not doing it for a year or two years that's usually like for for life Mm -hmm. sometimes Mm -hmm. in, in certain situations or for a very long time until you either upgrade or you know move out of the city or whatever the case may be so a big part of it is you know we're changing people's lives because of what you know, what we're putting them into mm-hmm. versus what they were in before. And it's almost like, you know, it, it's it's like a magical moment. Yeah. Like people don't even believe that they can do it. And then they come to you and you do it for them. And they're like, you know, I would have never expected. It's almost like you're when we're helping them build generational wealth as well for their kids. You know, it's something to, to have, 
instead of paying rent and putting all this money into something that you'll never own or never really have like a hundred percent it's we're building your wealth we're we're helping you invest in your future and your kids future that's amazing and i guess when you look at um you know, real estate as a whole, right? And, and like generational wealth, and you talk about wealth. Like one of the things that we talked about before, um, again, jumped on the mics, is that you have all these different interests. You know, you mentioned spirituality, your health, like we were talking, you know, just being health conscious, right? Do you find that it's a struggle when, um, or I guess what's your experience when you tell people that you're a lender, right, or a mortgage lender? That is it kind of this, oh, I've pigeonholed you into, the, you know, this is what you do, and it's kind of all I expect of you, or, you know, is, is, is there a conversation beyond that where people feel like they want to get to know you? You know what's funny? When I first started in the industry, I was, and I'm going to be honest, um, I was almost like not even ashamed, but because I was going in a path to be a doctor, like I was like, great, you know, I'm going to go from being some of the doctor to some of the lender. Like, right, right. What, like for a very long time, I would try to find different ways to say what I do. <laughs> and it's crazy that I'm thinking about it right now. Um, but I don't like I don't even really introduce myself as the lender or the, or the loan officer. Like usually when my clients come to me, I was just reading in a, in a book yesterday. Um, it just it said it's not about like how many people you. Well, I mean at the end of the day, it is about who you know. But it's not about how many people you know. But it's about how you connect with them. Mm. Like it's making friends, and that's what I thrive like I thrive on with my clients is. When I'm talking to them, I'm really connecting with them. Like I want to, you know, know, know about them. I want to know about their family, about their kids. Like that's what makes them trust me. Because at the end of the day, it's a huge trust factor. They're gonna have to, you know, give me so much of their personal info, and and sometimes, like you know, sometimes my age in my mind intimidated me. Like, oh great, the 26 year old is literally trying to help you buy a house. Like right. you're giving her tax returns, bank statements social security number like do you tr like and that's yeah. that's what i really thrive on is to just form friendships with my clients absolutely no and and i've always i heard and then i've always repeated that you know if you make a friend you make a client for life exactly right and, mm -hmm. and you, i mean doesn't once you have that that's you can't break that people are so loyal especially in chicago right do you find that oh 100 percent. like most like families and friends and i'm gonna tell everybody in my school about you you know like it's yeah. very loyal Absolutely. And, and I guess for you as a lender, you know, one of the things I think we take for granted is just like you go to a realtor first, right? And, and the realtor really is this team. But as I'm you know, hearing you, you're building friendships because you're such a part of that. You know, how, how do you take that step to, you know, to, to build that friendship from the fact that you're being introduced most of the time? By a realtor, mm -hmm. right? Is that is that a fair question? That it's not like you're bringing in, you know, it's not like these are the friendships you have necessarily. A lot of times you have to. It's like you're forced to make a connection, right? Which is true. Um, I I love my realtors, and I always say this, and it's because they always they always sell me to my clients. They're always just like Salma, she's amazing. She'll do this. She'll do that. So like they're already setting the stage for me. Sure. Um, Sometimes it's a little nerve wracking because it's like here are my expectations. Um, <laughs> like but, you're gonna be like flying in, floating in, kind right? Of thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. And and like when they introduce their clients, it's like okay, well here is you know here's Selma. You know, talk to her. She's gonna help you with the financing. And then they're almost like earning their clients' trust first. So now they're 
throwing them to, not throwing them, but handing them over to me. And now it's like, now I have not only my reputation, but their reputation. Because if mm. I'm awful, then they're going to go back and be like, okay, X, Y, and Z yep. referred me to her and she doesn't even do this or doesn't do that. So it's pressure, but I feel like my, my partner's set me up so nicely that it's just so easy to make that connection or maybe it's because I just love to talk. <laughs> so I'm just a talker. Like it's just Well, that's how you got into the business of beginning. Exactly. With it, right? That's all I do. You, you you were, you know, called out for it and now here you are, right? So, so it only makes sense. But that and I think one of the things too that I hope uh, comes out of this podcast is um, the fact that it's in Chicago, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't mean it's limited to, it's the real estate mogul, so it's real estate everywhere. Um, but I do think there's there's something different about how we do business here mm-hmm. and the way we build relationships. So for you as a lender, how do you build those relationships with realtors? Like how do you, uh, you know, find them? Who do you want to, what criteria do you have for working with individuals? T- tell me a little bit about how you go about forming relationships with real estate brokers. Um, it goes. It really goes back to like being friends with them too. Yeah. Like I, I just feel like if you're not, like if you don't connect with someone, it's at least for me. I don't like to fake how I like. I don't fake my relationships. I don't fake how I feel about people. So if we don't connect right away, and you even said that on our initial our initial um, uh, conversation, is that you look for people who you connect with, right? And that's just how you know that it's going to be a successful relationship because you're on the same page. And I feel like that's the same thing with my agents. Like I want to connect with them. Like I want I want this to like I want us to also be friends. So besides business, like business is business, but like after hours. Like, you know, to I have an agent who will call me all the time. She'll call me in the morning. She'll be like, hey, you want to go on a trip? You want to do this? Like, it's friendships, really. Right, right. So, and I've been so fortunate and, and blessed to have so many great partners in my life that were so easy to be friends with as well. Um, but I would say, like, all of my agents, and I'm not even exaggerating, all my agents I would I would be friends with if I didn't work with. That's amazing. And, and yeah, we both you know, share that in common that we look for that first and foremost. And, you know, I think one of the, I don't want to say, it's just a, a thing, right? That when you're in business, especially when you're starting out and, and, and you're out there hustling and you're like, this is what I got to do. And it's about, obviously it's making money. I mean, you're you're in business, right? right? That's what business is, translates to. But it's almost, I don't want to say desperacy, but you kind of take whatever comes your way, right? And 100%. then And then at some point you're like, man, the headaches are just not worth it or dealing with this type of individual. Like, I'd rather not, right? When was it for you that kind of you decided like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be a little more selective about the, you know, the, the business that comes my way? Good question. Um, I would say a year into my business. Oh, wow. That was quick. Yeah, because the first year, like you said, it was just like, all right, I have to establish myself. Like, I can't be picky. Right. Um, and I, I wouldn't say I'm picky now either. But like in the beginning, it was, you know, the difficult, you know, difficult clients or difficult agents. And I just had to realize, and I think this is so important for all industries, not just ours, but your, like, your sanity and your peace are so valuable. Like if someone's really going to shake that for you and you're going to like, you're going to look at your phone and they're calling you, you're going to be like, oh my God, no, like it's not worth it to me. So it took me a year. Um, I got into the industry relatively young, so um, so I, I kind of get it. But it took me about about a year, I would say, to finally realize that I need to be a little selective with who I bring into into my inner into my life, really, because business, whether you you want to you want to say it or not, is a big part of your life. You barely spend time at home sometimes. And it's like, that's home. That's like almost second home. And I just don't want to be miserable 
in my job because that will like that will translate to my clients that will translate to my work in your life in my life yeah absolutely and you know you mentioned something i think is so important um with your mental health right Mm -hmm. that it really comes down to taking care of yourself and this summer we saw the olympics and i don't know if you saw that simone biles uh you know the world-renowned gymnast withdrew Mm -hmm. from the competition and she cited that her mental health was you know people were like upset and there's all these expectations right that people have uh for others like i want you to do these things so for you as you take care of yourself what does that look like for you in a space that often demands a lot of you and there's expectations where you know it's not performing or participating in something it's hey you know you're the difference between me living in a place that i want to live or not or you know getting approved or whatever it is like how do you balance those pressures and still maintain that you know smile on your face because you do bring an amazing energy thank you uh, wherever you go um i would say to just disconnect for a little bit, whether it's take a trip or even, you know, take two days or three days off, like not even off, but like from the office. And, you know, my team members will always tell me this, like, hey, it's important, like you need to go and, and do your own thing, like mm-hmm. self-care. Because again, like I'll start, I'll notice when I get frustrated, like in like if I get annoyed or frustrated throughout the day, I'll take that out on people who don't deserve it. And I just don't, like, I don't want to be like that. And it took me so, so long to realize that my peace and, and like you were saying, my mental health is important. And it doesn't really matter who, you know, what expectations are set for me. Like, if I don't feel comfortable, if I don't want to do it, I'm just not going to. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's hard. It's it's easier said than done, really. No, it is. It's, I mean, it's, it's managing expectations, Exactly. Right? Now, how do you see that? It was, you brought up your age, uh, you know, on a couple of occasions that um, just being younger and, you know, I don't think age really says anything beyond just how many years you've been on earth, but I'm sure you've met or run into people in your industry that have been in the industry as long as you've been alive, right? Mm-hmm. How do you see, um, like, the generation that you're a part of? Or I almost see it as kind of like this conscious awakening, right, that people are just becoming more tuned into the things that they value that are less materialistic, but you still have this kind of older mentality of, you know, you got to work hard and you got to do these things. And that's what it's about. It's about, you know, your contribution to the economy, not to society, but the economy, right? How do you see that changing with this fresh, you know, new perspective that you're bringing in, but still having to manage some of those kind of, you know, dogmatic um, ideologies, if you will? Yeah. So I think I think coming here at a young age from a foreign country and and having you know you know foreign parents essentially um, it put a lot of pressure on me to grow up quick. So I think my entire childhood I was pretty much grown up. Like yeah. up until now, people say like you don't you don't act like a twenty six sure. year old, um, and it's because I was just forced to be. You know, I I couldn't really live my younger days. Coming to a foreign country is very hard, especially with parents who don't speak English. Um, You know, it's hard. So I had to take that step. I had to take the initiative as a younger person, as a younger um, girl. And then getting, you know, as we get, as I got older, it's just, I I always say, like, I've been good my entire life. (laughs) Like, I, like, I don't think, I had no room to, to be bad. Well, yeah, like, I'm I your just o- had only no... child, right? right. And, like, I had no room. <laughs> yeah, that it, it seems almost claustrophobic. It, and 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 it was for a very long time. And you know, finally, like you, like I was telling you, I had to, I had to establish my boundaries. 
which is the big B word that yeah. nobody wants to hear. Right, right. Right. Saying no or saying no, I'm not I you know, I love you, but I'm not gonna do this or you know. And and I think that's what changed my life essentially is just like like I started to take control of it more. In the beginning I didn't have much control over it. Yeah. But setting those healthy boundaries um really helped me be the person I am today and helped me with that mindset. Like I was always the person that said yes. And, you know, anybody. If, yeah, well, if I you get needed it. anything, I was just like, yes, 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 yes. Mom, yes. Dad, yes. Friends, yes. Boss, yes. You're right. Like, I literally would never say no. So now it, it's hard to say no. Yeah. It is, especially if you spend your whole life saying yes. But once I started establishing my boundaries, like, I just, I say no more often. Like, if, I, if, if it's going to take too much energy out of me and it's not going to serve me, I say no. That's amazing. And it seems like, you know, it's tied to your purpose that if it's not contributing to that or on some level allows you to, you know, serve those who you did say yes to, right? Like you've committed to things and now you're dividing your time or your energy and all those things and you're not being as productive. Um, so you talk about now, right? Like, and what are the, the goals, the visions, the dreams for the future? Like where, where do you see yourself um, heading next or you know, kind of evolving towards? Um, right now, I I had a really good year, thankfully, for my team, for my company. Um, my next, and I was just talking about this the other day, I write my five-year vision every year. Oh, nice. So I'll prep it in the beginning of the year, and I'll put it in in uh, me tense, like in, in present tense. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be like, I, it's the year, X, Y, and Z. I am doing this. I'm doing that. Gotcha. So my five-year vision, I would I would definitely say my next step is to expand. Like, I want to, you know, I want to grow my team. Um, I want to, I want to move to the city. So I'm suburbs right now, but, um, you know, help, you know, help my teammates and, and the girl, like the girls are on my team. I want to take them to the next level. I feel like a big part of me now is to give back. And it's like, like, I don't even know how this came up. Um, but it just did. It's like a natural thing. So I want to build my team, uh, take the next step with, you know, maybe own a branch in five years. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but really help take my girls to the next level, help as many clients as we can. We have pretty big goals for this year. Um, so really, in, you know, kind of work on myself. I want to travel more. I love to travel. Yeah. Um, maybe go to Europe. I've never been. Oh, so. no? No. You've wow. been? Oh, yeah. Oh. Where'd, you, where, where'd you go last? Um, last was Spain. Spain. Yeah, okay. Barcelona. Definitely on my list. Did you oh, like my, it? Oh, I mean, I love Chicago and its food, but Barcelona is right up there. I mean, of all the cities I've ever been to, Barcelona definitely. Really? Yeah, is one of my favorites. Like, I haven't been to Italy, so. I heard Italy's pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. And I love pizza. It's all badass. But, yeah, no, it's badass. <laughs> yeah, it is badass. Um, so, yeah, travel more, you know, just kind of you know, have some more fun, I feel like, with the pandemic and everything that happened within the last two years. <sighs> yeah. It, like, kind of put a pause on everything. Um, so, just kind of get back out there and just do more fun things. Well, you know what? I, uh, I'm looking forward to all those things for you Thank and just, you. you know, seeing it happen and materialize and manifest for you. But, um, you know, you, like I said before, you, you bring such an amazing energy and your smile is contagious. So, uh, I'm just excited to know you and share your story. So, uh, until the next time I want to, I want to thank you for coming in, but also if you're listening, 
you're a realtor uh, or you're an aspiring lender and looking you know, maybe to make a career change, I would encourage you to reach out to Salma. She's an amazing person. If anything, uh, you have a friend in her, so you can do so by, by writing her on the form below. But again, Salma, thank you for coming in and look forward to all these exciting things that are happening in your future. Thank you so much, Tony, for, for your hospitality. You've been great. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs>